0: Welcome to On Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Angela Chang, writer and fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people. Today, we will be talking to Trisha Patel as part of our series on Nak Ying. First, a little news. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor, Patrick Rivera. He recently helped coach a very successful USMF team in Turkey. Thank you as well to Nakmoy Legends. You can get your apparel supporting the Legends of Muay Thai. You can use the discount code ONFIGHTING to get a discount on your apparel. I'm currently working on a series for my blog called Mui Ying about traveling to Thailand with added details for female fighters. In the pick-a-fight segment, Matt chose Sengmani against Rafi out in Buriram. We'll talk about that after our interview with Trusha Patel. Without further ado, the interview with Trusha Patel. So Trusha, how about you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: So I'm uh, originally from the U.S., Connecticut to be specific. Um, I've been training Muay Thai for about uh, five years, uh, fighting for a little over two now. Um, back in Connecticut I've switched gyms um, recently and I've been training under Aziz at Seaton Gym also um, I originally made my first trek out to Thailand a few months after I began training uh, long before I started fighting and immediately fell in love with it as I kind of expected I would um, long story short that kind of lit a fire under me and now here I am doing my first long-term trip out here that's, that's awesome to hear
0: um, th- that's a similar story for a lot of people. Um, what? How long is your trip for this time?
1: Uh, this time, my trip will span three months. Uh, I'm nearing the end of it, unfortunately, but I came out here with the goal of trying to get as many fights as I could. I w- told myself I would be happy to get two or three, and here I am still not at the end of the trip, uh, and I've had a few more than that. Um, hopefully coming back in a couple of months uh, planning to stay a little bit longer that time with the same goal in mind, try to get as many fights as possible and see where it goes. Oh great, so how long uh, How long are you planning on staying next time? Ideally I'd like to stay six months as was my goal for this current trip but life got in the way um, but now that I've been here and I've been able to get a few fights uh, it's kinda given me a whole new level of motivation to make that six month trip possible but we'll see. Um, I've also been weighing the pros and cons of spending three, four months here and then going back home for a few months and just kind of doing that throughout the year, uh, see what that's like, which originally I didn't think I would be too keen on. Um, The back and forth seems kind of more of a hassle than a benefit, but uh, these past few months here um, have kind of made me appreciate a few things back at home, which I think I could definitely focus more on when i get back and kind of make the best of it. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So, since we touched upon the topic, what are some of the pros and
0: cons uh when you th- when you talk about coming out here for a long term versus you just taking a long holiday and still training back
1: home? Um, i think definitely when you come out here for just a short amount of time, you don't have enough time to really get situated. Um, even this is actually my fifth trip out here but the prior trips have all been much shorter um, five weeks or less and you really don't even feel like you've gotten a feel for Bangkok until you're here for at least a month um, the first week or two alone you're spending just trying to get adjusted to the weather to the training regimen it's all very different from what most of us are used to back at home Um I mean, Angela, you'll remember when I first got here, I was beyond bloated, I was out of shape, and (laughs) I've been training, but just the travel alone, you know, you feel it, you're not used to the foods, all those things, um, take a couple, you know, they take time just to get used to. um, But then once you're good, you can start fighting, and that's what we've been doing for the past month, fighting, (laughs) fighting. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think long-term, if you're a fighter with the plan and the goal of fighting I think long term is definitely the way to go um, that being said I do think it's still possible if you come here for a short period of time to get one or two fights in absolutely um, especially if you train back at home and make it a point to get yourself in shape before you come here to minimize the amount of time it takes to adjust uh, but still If you're a fighter and you are just coming out here to fight, you got to stay longer. Yeah, I completely agree with
0: that. There are actually a lot of fighters who uh, come back and forth, back and forth a lot. Uh, I know that you're an amateur fighter back home, but I see this uh, with pros as well. Uh, They have, you know, families back home and whatnot. What do you think about for yourself making a career out of fighting? Uh, Obviously, it would be professionally if you took it that seriously. Um, And
1: you're still going back and forth, back and forth. I think it's definitely doable. Um, For me specifically, I think I would have an easier time um, just because, like you said, there's a lot of professional fighters that do come back and forth. They come here for training camps and whatnot throughout the year, and they go back at home. They have families. They have a lot of the pro fighters back at home even have full-time professional careers outside of their professional you know, Muay Thai careers. So that's a lot to juggle, and all those things... um, they have to go back for. um, But I'm in a position right now uh, where I really don't have much holding me back. Um, I have a job that takes good care of me. Um, I bartend, by the way, for those that don't know, which is probably all of you. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I bartend back at home, which is not something I planned on doing as long as I have, but um, it's actually kind of worked out. My job is very lenient with me and respects that I'm trying to fight and they're very supportive. So they let me kind of go, come and go, you know, as I need to. Um that being said, I don't have, you know, a significant other, children, nothing else really holding me back, so I think it's definitely doable and plan on doing it. So you say that flexibility is definitely key to being to come out here at all, right? Yes, absolutely. Unless you're somebody that's going to kind of up and leave everything back at home and move out here full time, I think you definitely need to have that flexibility, which again, um, I think for a lot of Americans is very, very difficult. Um, I don't, you know, I can only name maybe two or three other people off the top of my head that have that sort of flexibility that I know of. And fortunately for me, I'm one of them. Uh,
0: So what would if you were to move out here and uh, train and fight full-time,
1: what would your rain- main reason be? Uh, my main reason would be, again, just to s- get as many fights as I can. Um, I feel like I have the potential to do great things within Muay Thai, but also, as you and I both know, as a female, it's quite a bit different. Um you know, making a living out of fighting as a female Muay Thai fighter back at home is kind of more or less unheard of. Would you agree? Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, making a living out of Muay Thai as a male fighter back at home is pretty much unheard of, also, unless you, you know, are one of those people fortunate enough to get some big sponsorships. Um, that being said, I think out here it's just as difficult to really make a career out of it um so to say um but i do think there's more opportunities out here just just with the sheer amount of fights available to you yeah i completely agree um and it's unfortunate
0: because i feel like a lot of promotions here and back home they don't really want to put women on their shows they don't promote they don't promote women nearly enough as they should i know for a fact that you know on the east coast there's a there's so many, so many women fighters, and f- on every single card, you maybe get, like, one or two token female fights, and the rest of the cards all men, Yep. you know, so, and, you know, you come over to Thailand, the, the land of Muay Thai, and you would think, oh, yeah, you know, um, it's gonna be better out here, but it's really not, like, you know... M- female fighters make a fraction of what male fighters make here, which is, so it's no surprise that a lot of the female Thai fighters who have been fighting since they were kids, they stop fighting by the time they turn, like, 18 or 19 so they can get, like, an uh, office a job. Real career. It, yeah, you know, s- settle down and start a family. I think there's only been, like, a handful of female fighters that can still, like, actually make a living fighting with, um,
1: and be on the big shows, but it's really not common at all now and um why would you say do you think out here specifically they don't really have many female promotions I know there was that female fight league um not too long ago um that specifically went out and did an all-female card which um from what I saw seemed really cool but you like it seems like they women are starting to get more of a presence in Muay Thai here but it's still lagging So, there have been quite a few promotions
0: uh, in the time that I've been here. I've been in Thailand for three and a half years, and in my time here, I've seen like quite a few promotions pop up. Like, I've seen One Female Fight League, which is, I think, the most recent. There was also Women's Fight, there was uh, Ladies Fight Thailand, and then just to name a few. And all these shows, they had like maybe one, maybe two fights, and then that's it they're they're gone um and i think a lot of it has to do with sponsorship a lot of uh like tv companies and big companies they don't want to sponsor the shows because they think that uh a show with all female fighters wouldn't do well so you know unfortunately at the end of the day a lot of things boil down to money so then um a lot of these promotions if they can't afford to rent out a venue pay their fighters pay the judges pay the refs pay you know the doctor to be there then it's going to be very 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 difficult because most people will not take out their own money if they have the money yeah if they even have yeah if if they they even have the money so it's it's really unfortunate that these things uh like these promotions that have such a good idea behind them (coughs) aren't getting bigger but at the end of the day we have to look at the realistic situation which is that a lot of the people with money don't believe in these promotions which i think is unfortunate because i feel like a lot of these uh promotions they they have a good thing going like female fight league it was a great card it really was it was a great card with very very exciting fights good matchups and um you know everyone around the world was watching it if if that became a consistent thing it would i mean Female moti is already on the map but it would even put it there even more yeah. to show like Good technical fighters. Not yeah, just no, Fight League
1: had quite a few, like, really great matchups. Um, even back at home, I remember looking forward to it when I first heard that they were putting that show together. Um, I couldn't wait to watch it. Um, and, yeah, they did an excellent job, so it's it really is unfortunate that more of those shows haven't started popping up. Yeah, I think the last, like, really big
0: promotion that really kind of made it was uh, maybe Muay Thai Angels. And, I mean, it was, like... Was it two years in a row? And then the grand prize was a million baht or something like that, which is... Which compared to the men... I mean, the men would be making so much more per fight that uh, a million baht, like, <coughs> for, like, that one fight... It's like, they've, they've already made it that year, maybe, you know? Like, we, you have plenty of fighters that are making, like, at least 50-60k a fight, male Muay Thai stadium fighters. And then when they fight on the big shows, like, you know, Top King or Thai Fighter, making a lot more.
1: What would you say... For a female fighter, for like a high female, high level female fighter, um, on average, what do you think they get for a fight purse out here in Thailand? It,
0: it really depends. Um, if you're talking about like the, those five rounder fights that uh, are on local Thai TV, I would say they get paid uh, may, maybe maximum twenty to thirty k, and that's really. Estimating it high, and that's 20 to 30k bot, which is around 600 to 900 dollars. <coughs> like, if they fought for a WPMF show uh, for a title fight and they won, they might get like 25,000 bot.
1: So, could you compare that to, let's say, a male fight in a
0: that a same, same show, at a,
1: yeah, at the same level.
0: Yeah, so I know one of the guys that fought for uh the WPMF world title, won it, uh defended it. So when he first won it, uh he told me that he got paid fifty k to to win wow. that title, and then when he defended it, they pay him they paid him a little bit more on top of that. So already, like you know, th- like this guy, it's like he could have been a nobody, but he won the title. But it, that that same thing could could be said to all the female fighters. Like, you might not know who they are, but they're they're fighting the same amount of rounds, they're fighting for the same title that actually means something, and they're still getting paid less than half. Yeah, that's a
1: big discrepancy.
0: Yeah, it's a huge discrepancy, so it's really off-putting, but I don't feel like uh, that's a big issue for a lot of uh, foreign female fighters because I think a lot of us uh, foreign female fighters, we already, we already kind of go in expecting, like, we're already, like, you know, doubted in the gym. Everyone everyone doubts <laughs> us in every everyone always doubts us in every single way. So when you want to add in, hey, you're not gonna be paid as much as the men, it's not a surprise to us. We're not gonna be sorely disappointed. You no. Know?
1: Keep our expectations very
0: low. <laughs> yeah. Very low. I mean and also a lot of us come out here to Thailand because we love the sport and we love the sport you want to fight and You know, when we don't get that many fight opportunities back home, we're just more than happy to fight. Like, hell, a lot of us would just fight for free. We don't care.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think that's actually uh, another good point to bring up. Um, Something I was thinking about recently was our fight mentality as foreign female fighters versus the fight mentality of some of these Thais. Um, I know the majority of these Thai girls that are fighting – They're what, in school? Like you were saying earlier, they're in school, they're, you know, they need the money, but still, it's not like they're making very much. Um, And then when they do get to a certain age, they tend to retire early so they can have a career and actually make a living because fighting just won't do it for them here. Um, Whereas back at home, we do it so recreationally. Um, Like we were saying before, most, even some, most of the pro fighters back at home, male or female, Many of them have full-time careers outside of fighting, so I feel like there's just a complete different mindset attached to it um, to begin with. Um, you know, you really, you really, really, really gotta love something to put in the amount of time and effort that I feel like, at least back in America, a lot of our fighters do. It's it's a full-time
0: job. Yeah, it's a full-time job, and that you're getting paid very, very, very little for. When if you, anything, if if you look at the amount of time you spend in the gym and you maybe divide the purse that you make if there's any purse by the number of hours you're in a gym it's it's
1: it's oh we'd be making like the time minimum wage <laughs> maybe even less than that <laughs> to be honest with you i don't think i could afford a toasty at Seven <laughs> Eleven. but but yeah so
0: it's like uh like you said you really have to love it because if you just if if you try to do more tie for the money right now and was it it's 2019 now you're crazy. Yeah. You know, you're crazy. Yeah. It's like, um, no, maybe you should try another sport that would actually give you, uh, financial means, um, if you just want to do that. Yeah. But, you know, most people who fight Muay Thai, and most people who have gotten really fond of the sport, they don't do it for the money. They, they do it because they really, really love it and they love fighting. They love the culture. They love coming out here to Thailand. I mean, there's, there's so much behind it, you know, like even if you couldn't fight,
1: you would still love being out oh, here. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, Another thing I've noticed is a lot of these, uh, a lot of the female fighters out here, I've noticed, have been starting to slowly dabble in MMA. Um, and they've had very successful Muay Thai careers. Um, do you, I mean, I would assume that has more to do with the money. Uh, there is more money in MMA, but even out here, um, do you see that being a thing, like more money in MMA in Thailand? I, I think um, for a lot of the or you think they're just trying to like kind of shift their female fighters into that?
0: I, I definitely think money money is the main uh, motivator, but there's there's also such a thing as amateur MMA fights here, whereas like there's not really such a thing as am- amateur Muay Thai fights. So at least with the amateur MMA fights, they they get a feel of what it's like before being put on the big stage. <coughs> um, like you see Loma. Yeah. You know, she was a Muay Thai champion, you know, excellent Muay Thai fighter. And uh, she got signed over to uh, Tiger and she was doing some little shows. And now she's signed to the UFC and it's, she would not be making this. I mean, I don't know how much she's going to be making of the UFC, but I can tell you right now she she would not be making that same amount. If she was still fighting Muay Thai in Thailand and she's and she's light too do you know what I mean so it's not like it's not like most of these fight promotions favor the lighter girls they favor the the girls that are maybe 57 kilos and up because they think that uh, they're more exciting have better knockout power and stuff she fights at was it 48 kilos she fights at 48 she fights at 48 kilos she's very small yeah so I remember
1: seeing her in the Burirama airport and she was tiny (laughs) yeah she was tiny
0: (laughs) so a lot of these promotions especially the westerner promotions they don't like putting on smaller women so good for her good for her. Yeah, absolutely. (coughs) Um, What do you think um, makes Thailand such a huge draw
1: for a lot of women to come here? Um, I think, I don't know if it necessarily is a huge draw, to be honest, for a lot of female fighters. Um, I think, I think it's a draw to any one that's interested in Muay Thai just because of the culture the you can immerse yourself in it fully which again a lot of people don't have the opportunity to to, to do back at home um, but I've honestly been a little bit surprised to see how few female fighters um, from back at, back in the States come out here to fight to stay long term um, when I first started thinking about it uh, you know I was going through my head thinking about who I knew that was out here that had done it because I was still relatively new to Muay Thai, um, as a whole. So I was looking to reach out to somebody for some advice. And honestly, I couldn't really think of anyone that I knew or that was even in my outer circle that had come out here to live and fight. Um, you moved out here recently or not recently anymore, but three years ago, but you're one of the first people I knew as a female that had come out here and started living here. Um, which I think is kind of It's kind of a bummer, like I think more girls should do it, Um, especially after these last couple months here, I'm a big proponent, I hope more girls from back at home start doing it, Um, even we have one of our friends from back home, Yasmin Salhani from uh, Rami Elite down in Philadelphia who just came out here this week, and she's been here, what, like four? five six days yeah not even a week not even a week um (laughs) Yasmin already had a fight she did beautifully she uh it's her first time out in Thailand and in just the short amount of time that she's been here she's been picking up a lot um and a lot of the things that you pick up out here it's just much more difficult to do back at home um just different techniques and just you know you train with the same people all the time you start overlooking certain things um and yeah I just think I really hope that more girls start doing it yeah I also feel like a lot of a lot at least a lot of the
0: women that I know and I train with I think a lot of them also intimidated because because there aren't a lot of women training at camps in Thailand yes that they feel intimidated because they're going to be at this in this foreign country surrounded by men don't know how to speak the language and um do you think maybe sometimes it might be a safety issue or they think it's a safety
1: issue or what do you think it could be a hundred percent. I think, um, obviously not for everybody, but, um, I definitely think a lot of it has to do with the level of comfort and definitely fear and not just fear of being in a foreign country by yourself, not knowing anyone. Um, you know, back at home, it's very comfortable. You have your family, you have your friends, you have your coach, you have, you know, your teammates, you have all of that constantly surrounding you. So to, go somewhere on the other side of the world, especially for people that haven't traveled so much or haven't even been to the other side of the world, like, it's pretty daunting. Um, even, uh, like, I think last year when I first came out here and I had my first fight, um, you were the one that kind of like talked my nerves down quite a bit because it was daunting. Um, you know, my trainers weren't here. Granted, uh, my current trainer, Jacket, had been training me pretty much all of my trips out here, but still, it's not the same as having somebody back at home with you. Um, But luckily, I knew you and you were able to, you know, calm my nerves a little bit. So I can absolutely understand why that would be scary for someone. Um, And I also think a lot of it has to do with this big idea that everyone uh, back at home has about coming out here to fight. They, you know, it's... Seems much scarier than it is. They're very intimidated by it. Like, oh, you're gonna fight a tie. These people have been doing it since they were five. They're gonna, you know, knock you out. Yeah. There's no and elbow it, pads. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you're gonna that. get cut with an elbow, and you know the. <laughs> I quickly learned, even after the first fight, they don't want to get cut just as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> they don't, true. They don't want to ruin those cute little faces, like just as much as you don't want to ruin your cute little face. So you know it's definitely not nearly as scary as people make it out to be i i think sometimes uh people um who have haven't
0: been here before and no fault of their own they just make this out to be like this huge ordeal um especially since fighting back home they make it to be this huge ordeal when it's not you know there's so it's much
1: really not there's so
0: much build up with the promotions and you know Promoting you, promoting your opponent. Sometimes these promotions like want you to, you know, talk a little smack about the person you're fighting. They want you to sell tickets and stuff. You know, just just the logistics of how fights work back home and you know, with the money and the amount of support they have. It's different, so I can't exactly say I blame any of the promoters for doing what they do. But at the same time it's like every I feel like every time I meet someone who comes to Thailand, who's never been in Thailand, they make fighting, like, such a... They build it up in their head yes. so much, and there's all this anxiety and nervousness surrounding the fighting, and then they're like, oh, you know, it's going to be like this, it's going to be
1: like this, it's going to be this. And then it's nothing like <laughs> it's that. It's really
0: nothing like that. In Thailand, they make fighting such a no-big-deal kind of thing. It's, you know, you go in, you fight, and then... And then the ref just points to a corner. You get your <laughs> hand raised. You don't get your hand raised, and you leave the ring. There's no nothing like you know judge number one scored about you know whatever, whatever. And there's all this like, and the winner is you know. Yeah, there's none of totally that. It's totally
1: non-production.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just fight and no BS behind it. That's, yeah, that's all it is, and that's how it should be. That's really how it should be because, I mean, why should a fire be anxious or nervous about other stuff that are not
1: related to fighting at all? Absolutely. Um yeah, it definitely helps that fighting (laughs) out here is such a non event. It's just another day at the office. Yeah, I mean I mean me. (laughs) Get your hand (laughs) wrapped Get your hand wrapped, get oiled, don't get oiled. Yeah. Put some arm Vaseline in your armpits or don't, you know, yeah. just go. Oil
0: your face. Oh, no, maybe no Vaseline this time because
1: someone forgot. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> no big deal, you know. Yeah,
0: I feel like definitely fighting here in Thailand and being out here, you learn to let go of certain things that you need to let go of. And then, I mean, when you go back home, how do you think you're going to view your fights now? Like... I'm not (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) care. Let's be honest. You're not going to care about fighting or you're not (laughs) going to care about... (laughs) No,
1: no. I'm not going to care about fighting, but um, I'm definitely not going to be going into the fights back at home with the same mentality as I used to. I used to get very, 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 very... um, (laughs) How long is this podcast? Very, very, (laughs) very nervous. Um, before the fights, I never slept like at least the 36, 48 hours before the fights. I could never sleep. It was such a production. I felt like there was so much pressure on me. Um, and to be fair, like a lot of that pressure I put on myself. Um, but still, it comes from other places too. Uh, like I said, even just working working behind a bar. I have not I have so many regulars. And I try not to talk about it at work because, you know, answering the same question 50,000 times a day by somebody that doesn't have a clue gets really old really quick. Um, But they still find out, and so, you know, and they mean well, but... It just adds pressure when they, you know, when you have everyone you know asking you, "When's your fight? Are you ready? Do you feel good? Is your weight okay? Like, what are you gonna do? Are you are you you gonna knock them out? Are you (laughs) gonna get knocked out? Are you scared? I'm scared. Shouldn't you be scared? And then there's
0: all the lectures about, you know, you're a girl, you shouldn't be doing these things. Oh my God, you fight at what
1: weight? Is that healthy? (laughs) How do you do that? Yeah. So none, we don't have any of that here. Which is beautiful. Yeah. It is so it, nice. You
0: could really focus on what's important, on what your
1: job is, you know? <laughs> well, and the different, like, I feel like back at home, um, I'm sure there's other people that feel the same way, but I definitely feel like in some of my fights I've gone in, and I haven't even gone in with the mentality to fight because there's just so many other things outside of fighting that are stressing me out that day of the fight that I'm not focused. Um, in Even during the fight, like... I'm thinking more about, you know, letting people down, letting myself down, like things like that, which really shouldn't be going through your head when you're in the ring. Um, but fighting out here where there's really close to no pressure on you, you just go in and you actually fight. Yeah. Like you'd come here and you do what you came here to do. And that's it. You go home, you eat your snacks and you go to bed. <laughs> So, uh, when you're
0: home, you help teach at
1: uh, Estevez Muay Thai
0: a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, it's, right now it's just Omar, um, Omar Estevez, uh, running the gym. So, um, all of us at the gym kind of try to fill in and, you know, help him out um, when need be because it's, you know, it's one person trying to run a whole business and a whole gym. He can't hold pads for everybody, you know. So, um, I think we have a pretty good crew going um, crew at the gym right now where we will step in and, you know, help him out when need be, especially... Uh, this past year, he um, has started fighting again. Um, he took a hiatus from fighting for, uh, I believe, like two, three years, I think. Yeah, a few years. Yeah. Um, so he's been having to take a little bit more time off of teaching uh, so you know he himself can train for these fights. Um, and it is something uh, that I've, I've liked to do for quite some time. Uh, I have a couple of private clients that I train on the side. Um, and yeah, I love it. Do you feel like your experiences
0: here in Thailand uh, affect that the way the, the way that you train other people, or maybe with each each trip that you make over here, you're like, oh yeah, now I have to look at this differently. I have to do this differently with the people that you train.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. Like, I definitely think, you know, not just the experiences here, but any sort of experiences you have are gonna, you know, uh, sh- shape the way that you teach um, back at home, um, but here here for sure. I think it, it's more of a mental thing for me, um, that I pick up here, uh, when I go back at home, um, I always find that I can like, I relate to everyone back at home so much when they get nervous or, you know, aren't understanding things. Like, you try to teach someone a technique and they're not understanding it. You can, you know, you try and explain it to them as best as you can, and I just kind of try to think of, you know, the number of times I've been out here where me and the trainers, we don't speak the same language. While they speak like a few words of English, I speak few words of Thai. Like, you know, they can't always tell you exactly what you're doing. It's more of a show, show you how it's done, which I think um, does work quite often, at least for me. Um, so like, I just try to relate to people more and use, you know, whatever I picked up here as another tool. Like, you know, if someone's not picking something up one way, here's another way I can show it to them. Like, I'll try and do it the way that they did, you know, in Thailand or, you know, whatever. Um, I also try to, the most important thing that um, I try to bring back to my teammates, my friends, who are my clients, whatever, is more of just the Thai mentality. Like, just staying relaxed, like, like we were saying, it, everyone just gets so tensed up back at home and that takes a lot out of you, a lot, so. That yeah, I would say that's probably the most important thing that I always try to focus on when I get back. Do you ever get uh, people, men or women, who
0: kind of doubt your abilities to teach or you know uh, teach clients because
1: you're a woman? Um, I honestly don't think I have. Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I think it also comes off as I've always been told that I come off um, kind of mean and a little bit scary. So I think I think that helps that when somebody finds out that I fight Muay Thai or, you know, that I'm teaching or whatever, um, I think people have a little less doubt than they normally would because they're kind of scared already, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah. Alright, so let's move on
0: to the subject of uh, marketing women in the sport, right? So this would include, like, uh, promotions, getting women on, or trying to build certain fighters, etc., etc. Or even, like, how some some brands with their sponsored fighters promote certain women other uh, rather than others. We already know that there are so many differences between uh, the experience of a male fighter and the experiences of a female fighter. And I feel like... Marketing is a huge one.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I feel like, I think it's gotten better recently, um, especially, I was thinking about this the other day with one championship coming around, and that's kind of the promotion, I feel like, in the Muay Thai community now, like, that's kind of the thing that everybody wants to get on. Um, and they've actually had some really, really great female bouts on that, and I think that's kind of it's brought women's muay thai to another level. Um, it's brought fighters to a, this big stage that otherwise probably wouldn't have been seen on a you know worldwide scope. Um, but before that, even I feel like a lot of a lot of promotions and stuff would. Kind of market the women that they thought to be cute, sexy, you know, what have you, not necessarily based on their skill level or their merits or, you know, their fight experience or any of that, um, which I'm sure you've had a lot of experience with here in Thailand because, yeah, I've definitely seen the Instagram ads and stuff <laughs> for all these companies.
0: I actually feel like because uh, women's more Thai, I think it's on a rise right now. Uh, big part thanks to these promotions and also thanks to a lot of the females kicking ass and like IFMA and stuff um but I think because of those I feel like the pressure to be a marketable quote-unquote marketable female fighter is actually a lot harder because now not only are you expected to be a good fighter and actually have skill but you're also expected to be charming to smile to be beautiful and I don't feel like those are fair expectations especially with the men like you know you see the men and all their expectation their only expectation is to be a good fighter you know they don't need to be handsome they don't need to do their hair for their you know whatever whatever like no one expects them to do that but everyone just expects them to do well but for some reason every time I feel like even when I go to like one championship um you know, back home, and I went to, like, Friday night fights and stuff, a lot of the men around me, they would just be cheering for the the prettier girl, oh, whoever yeah. they thought was the prettier girl, and I'm like, that's not fair, because, I mean, she might be a great fighter, but you can't just look at that on the surface, you know, this is about fighting, this isn't a beauty pageant.
1: Yeah, absolutely, um, how do you, like, I know you've been focusing a lot, um, since I've known you on trying to market yourself out here, uh, with your Angela Chang um, a- uh, athlete page, like what have you been focusing on to market yourself I've, to differentiate yourself? I've from I've all been that?
0: focusing more on myself as a person. Like I, I like everyone's human, and I'm not trying to per- put myself to be like this perfect person who gets all these knockouts and all like, has like flawless technique. And if you are that person, more power to you. But that's not me, and I'm very very real about that. So I want people to follow me because I'm a Muay Thai fighter, and maybe they like whoever they think the person i am on social media is and also i put up uh you know like training clips and i write about stuff that's important to me or some of the experiences i go through so a lot of times i like you know a lot of people like send me messages saying like oh how they related to that or Um, how refreshing it was to see someone actually talk about certain things. Um, and, and then a lot of times I just post up like training videos and, you know, people like to see training videos. I'm not just someone who talks, but I, I freaking train every single session, (laughs) six days a week, twice a day. So I'm not just someone who is just a social media superstar, you know what I mean? Um, so for me, it's like, I, I i'm not against any of the beautiful women who are very proud of how they look and use those looks to get followers and stuff there's nothing wrong with that but i do feel like there is something wrong with certain promotions expecting a woman to be all of those things plus a good and skillful fighter plus has to have like a good social media it has this and has this and has this whereas like with a lot of men it's maybe just like one or two of those things
1: yeah yeah i definitely think that they expect more out of women just to even get a seat at the table.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's freaking history, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, we <laughs> always have to prove ourselves and go above and beyond. Like, even at the gym sometimes, it's like... You know, I, I've dropped into quite a few gyms around Bangkok, and a lot of times, you know, they see like a small girl, and then they're just, and then they just think that I'm there for fitness. And I've even overheard some of the trainers speaking in Thai. They didn't know I can understand Thai, but you know, saying about the girls that they grouped off. Oh yeah, just make them do jumping techniques. They'll get tired. It'll be easy. You know, I hear that stuff come out of, you know, these legendary trainers who were supposed to be there to teach people Muay Thai. You know, uh, really sexist things like that. So a lot of things like that are really like. You know, that's not cool because um, I'm not famous as a fighter. But, you know, if you watch me hit the bag, it's clear that I'm not a beginner. Yeah. I'm not a beginner. And if, if, if your whole password is clear, I'm not a beginner. So you shouldn't be trying to make me throw Superman punches for an entire round. I think without the data. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember this.
0: Yeah, um, that, was, that was, you know i've had a few experiences like that where people they just don't care about you coming in to train they're just like okay well we get another drop in and we can make like you know 500 baht off her and then and then they see you spar they see you train all of a sudden they have this huge interest in who you are and you know whatever but i feel like with the men they they those the men get asked important questions yeah. first like hey do you fight most hey basic, are you gonna be here yeah. for a while hey do you want to fight on this promotion this promotion we can get you on those promotions you know um, and in their defense, there are a lot more promotions for men. And a lot of these big promotions, they don't want women on it at all. Or maybe once in a blue moon, uh, they'll have, like, what, Sausing versus Brooke yeah. Farrell, right, yeah. <laughs> on Super Champ. So it's, like, uh, it's it's you're you always viewed differently because you're a woman. Um, and we are different as women, but you shouldn't doubt our our abilities just because we are women.
1: Do you think that this is changing in recent times? Like, I feel like it is, but I don't know... Um, The culture and the, you know, the gyms and stuff out here as well as you do. But I feel like with the recent rise in female um, Muay Thai, uh, like we were talking about that there are more um, gyms out here that are open to taking in female fighters and even giving them sponsorships and things like that. Like, I feel like the opportunities are, be- yeah. are coming.
0: I, I definitely agree that there are a lot more opportunities out here for uh, women that they're, than they were even just a couple of years ago. A lot of the big names like Fairtex, they're, they're taking on, like, uh, female fighters as their superstar, you yeah. know? Whereas, like, a lot of the...
1: Yeah, they've made, like, a pretty much a... That's, like, a new brand of theirs. Yeah, like- it's a
0: new brand. And then I think a lot of other big gyms are going to be following suit, which is awesome. And, uh, you know... I would say, um, in general, Thai culture is still a little bit, not a little bit. It's still very sexist in a way. You know, like you know, women have to be this. Women have to be that. They they can't do this. They can't do that. Um, like it is in a lot of places. But because we're talking about Muay Thai in Thailand, it's it's an unfortunate part of it. Even when you are a great female fighter in Thailand, even when you have established yourself as a as a fighter, as someone who works hard, as someone who deserves to be in the big shows, you're always gonna catch some sexist comments from the trainers at your own gym, sometimes from your own trainers, uh, sometimes from the fellow fighters around you, sometimes from the promoters like you know there's a trainer at the gym who's constantly saying like oh no one wants you because you're too strong and you're a fighter, men don't like strong women And, and then like you know I want to tell him that's none of my fucking. That's not my fucking problem. That's the men's problem, and if they don't like strong women, that has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with them. But you know, I can't expect someone who's that has that kind of mentality to understand that kind of point of view. So a lot of times I just smile and like, go along. I don't want to be disrespectful either yeah. because it seems like a lot of things can well, be and a lot.
1: Of, a lot of times, something that's so deeply ingrained within like a culture or within a person there's no point in fighting it you know you just kind of gotta let it be sometimes yeah you gotta let it be you gotta pick your battles you know
0: yeah and then and then um because female fighters they especially the Thai ones, they they once they hit 25 most of them aren't fighting anymore yeah right i mean much less past the age of like 22 23 i'm 27 so then a lot of times when the promoters ask me like how old i am i mean 27 isn't old and then dude's just like wow you're old yeah you know I was, I'm like, oh, I was like oh do you tell uh, do you go tell City Chai that uh, who's 28 do you go tell him wow you're old like he's still in his prime fighting like he's still doing great I don't understand why women like are expected to be this person that you like they want them to be and not a fighter yeah especially since like you know we put all this time in and if we still want to fight then we I mean we're, we're here Let us right yeah let's be mind your own be. business yeah
1: exactly <laughs> Let us be. Um, How do you think that differs back at home? I feel like it's similar back at home, but
0: because most people start off at a later age yeah we're uh, all kind it, of on the same yeah you know, we're all, all kind of on the same there. page like most people they start training in their 20s sometimes in the 30s and 40s so like you you talk to someone who's 27 no one's gonna be like oh you're old you know what yeah, I mean it's like kind of normal yeah it's just it's pretty normal I feel like um most fighters are around that age sometimes there are fighters in their like you know early mid 30s too I've seen fighters that are in their early 40s and it's fine you know I feel like back home it seemed more of an empowerment thing like yeah you take on your you take back your life you do what you want with your life and and then um I think it's because people see how hard the training is and not everyone can go through that yeah not everyone can go through that so then when when you're not a child when you don't have time on your side or age on your side and you're able to go through that and fight I think I think most people are very impressed
1: yeah yeah Yeah, they respect you more that you're able to do that. Yeah, like
0: they they will never put you down because you're a fighter. Yeah, and like if you're a woman and a fighter, I feel like. I feel it because women are already expected to be kind of fragile in a way that that gives us kind of like extra brownie points where you're like, wow, you can fight. Wow. Have you ever knocked anyone out? You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't have to be that kind of reaction, but it is that kind of reaction. In some ways it is kind of cool because it's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I am a woman and I am a fighter. I am badass. Yeah, I am a fucking badass. Yes, Thank thanks. you.
1: <laughs> Do you think the, uh, the way that women are viewed back at home differs significantly um, again, like even back at home, there's been a huge, huge rise in um, female Muay Thai, especially with all those girls on the West Coast coming out of Boxing Works and stuff. And like we said earlier, there's a ton of us um, on the East Coast coming up. Um, and again, IFMA's done great things for us as women, also, uh, well, actually. The women have done great things for IFMA. <laughs> uh, well, well uh, if if if
0: uh, knew, no one knew this in this year's IFMA team, the adult IFMA team in Bangkok, the women pretty much carried the team to winning gold. So I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying that, <laughs> I'm not saying that the men did a terrible job, but I'm saying that if it wasn't for the women, no, USA would not have been on the map this year.
1: Thanks, women. Yeah,
0: thank you, thank you to all the badass, ferocious women who like you know, knocked out
1: superstars. Yup. Yeah. Yup. We had some big, big, big wins on our team this year.
0: Okay. Well, without going off into a tangent.
1: (laughs) But bringing us back to that point, um, the way that women are trained back at home, I feel like definitely, uh, varies. Like I, I don't feel like we have to quite prove ourselves as much back at home. At least, um, like Angela and I have talked about this before that, you know, the gyms that we've trained out of back in the states we've been kind of spoiled with um in terms of our training where they've more or less always taken us seriously all of our trainers our teammates like everyone's been pushing us treating us you know as equals um never babying us and i think that's why i don't know i feel like you and i hold our own pretty damn well out here um and i think that has a big part to do with it the way that we get treated back at home yeah
0: i mean don't get me wrong uh Everywhere in the world, there's going, there's always going to be like, oh, you know, women can do this, women can do that. But I feel like back home in in America, there's there's just less of it. Yeah. Especially in a gym setting where people go on their own accord, like people are willing to be there, and everyone has the same goal. Everyone just wants to get better. They want to become a better version of themselves, a better fighter, a better person, whatever. And and then they and then most Muay Thai gyms, they have this very like family kind of uh, uh feeling about it. Yeah. So. And you, and, you know, with your family, you want everyone around you to succeed and you don't get better uh, when the people around you are doubting your abilities because of your sex or gender, you know. So I feel like back home, we have a pretty good th- good thing going on. I think most other gyms could say the same thing. You know, uh, the men want the women to succeed. The women want the men to succeed. Like men, they, they might hit some women a little bit lightly but that's just because most women are on average smaller than most men um but it's not ever because like we're women um so that that just about wraps up our interview for today thank you trusha for coming I thought that 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 was a very interesting interview with Trusha, we covered a lot of uh, important points uh, regarding females in the sport, females in Thailand, uh, marketing females and such. Uh, And I hope you guys enjoyed it. In the Pick a Fight segment, Matt chose Singwani versus Rafi out in Buriam. Um, for those of you who don't know Rafi, Rafi is a French fighter who's been out here in Thailand for quite some time. He's a Lumpini champion, and he's really no pushover, and neither is Sangmani. is a stadium superstar, and he's fought on all of these uh, big shows like Top King. Um, however, in this fight, Rafi... He, he didn't perform. He was a little bit bigger than money, so a lot of people were thinking that Rafi would win with his, uh, his aggression and his size. But Seng Mani he, he played his game, and Rafi, he just he looked intimidated, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing of a fight because Sangmani really, really dominated all of the rounds. Uh, I was really hoping Rafi would put up more of a fight. Uh, Sangmani went on to win via decision, so congratulations, Sangmani. If you like to follow me, Angela Chang, on social media, my Instagram account is Angela Sitan. That's Angela S I T A N. If you would like to read some of my blogs and my writing, it's moy ying.com. You can also follow the Instagram account, moy.ying.
1: And if you would like to follow me, Trusha Patel, on Instagram, you can do so at curry blossom. Yes, you heard that curry as in chicken, curry blossom as in a flower blossom. And I also have a snack food account of my eating adventures here in Thailand and beyond snack. Muy Ying snack. S n a K. Muy Ying. Thanks. Thank you for listening to On Fighting in Thailand,
0: the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Angela Chang, writer and fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people.